Welcome to And The Nominee Is, an Oklahoma podcast with a twist. Hi, I'm Julie Clemens, and I'm your host. So here's how it works. Each guest has been nominated by a previous guest. All of the guests have a connection to Oklahoma, whether they've just visited here, they work here, or they live here. This keeps the podcast fresh, fun, and right here in Oklahoma. Now you know. So let's get started. Welcome to And the Nominee is Bo Jennings, and that is B-E-A-U, not B-O, right? (laughs) Right. right. Welcome. So you are a singer, you're a songwriter, and uh, most importantly, like making the money, you're an architect, right? Oh, I used to be an architect. Um, Oh. That's where I studied in school, and I I did that for a number of years. But um, a a number of years ago, I actually um, switched over and um, I uh, took a job at at the University uh, of Oklahoma. So that's where I've been for a while now. Well, so what are you doing at the University of Oklahoma? Oh, just uh, general administration stuff. Okay. All right. So, So that tells me then you're living in Norman, Oklahoma right now. I do. Yeah. But you've yeah. lived a little bit of everywhere, right? I mean, I read you were even in Brooklyn, New York at one point. Yeah, my basic, uh, the basic uh, narrative is um, I grew up in the Tulsa area and came to OU for school. And then after I got my degree in architecture, I, my, the whole time I was in school and even a little before that, I was, I got into playing in bands and songwriting. And then, uh, yeah, after college, I uh, followed my my then girlfriend to uh, Brooklyn. Some of the guys that were in the band with me here, we had a band at the time called Cheyenne. Um, we, we moved to Brooklyn and we were a Brooklyn band for about seven or eight years. We were based out of there and we did some touring, did a, played a lot of shows in, in New York and in the and in the area. And the whole time I was, I, I was also working at various architecture firms, just kind of learning the industry. And so just kind of doing all that. And then after, uh, after a couple of years, uh, my girlfriend and I, we got married. And then a couple of years later, we had a child and we decided to come back to Oklahoma, where we're both from to, to let the, let our kids be around, um, our parents and, um, also just to be able to own something. <laughs> right. <laughs> so own something. So you're in Norman, but I did read, so you grew up, grew up in Inola. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Small town. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I don't know what their population is now. I think it was around 2000 at the, by the time we left there. Yeah. Just outside of Tulsa. So Tulsa was, was the big city for us and we would come into town every so often. And um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So do you feel like because, um, well, Brad, Bradley Beasley, he's the one that nominated you. He was talking about how to how a wonderful storyteller, you know, that you are. And it, it sounds kind of crazy. I'm connecting the architecture and the storytelling because to me, they're both building something, right? Mm-hmm. They're both telling a story on their in their own right. Do you feel kind of that connection or did you at that time with architecture building something creating something and you're telling a story just in a different way yeah i mean there, yeah i think there's some uh there's some commonalities amongst all those actually you know any discipline i think there's there's going to be you know the same some principles there where you know you you, you need a good foundation 
right uh, to build on and you need uh you need your 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 pillars whether those are uh if you're writing a song you need a couple verses that that stand on their own or maybe if you're making a painting you know you need your whatever your basic elements are that that make up that composition or um yeah i yeah i think in short to answer your question i i have found lots of lots of commonality commonalities and lessons that you can take from one one discipline and apply them to that and the uh, the other and i think they all inform each other and when i when i was younger i used to think that i needed to because like i said i was playing music all through school and a lot of times they those things came in those were at odds with each other uh the time commitment and even you know even the lifestyle just being out late at night and then being at work the next morning right. and had, <laughs> but you know i i as I've gotten older, those things, they've informed each other, I think, in a lot of ways that, you know, those, those are things I can write about. Right. So I, I've, I've grown to embrace the, and instead of, I, I used to look at it as, well, I'm an artist that also works, or I'm a, I'm someone, I'm a professional that is also an artist and um, those are at odds, but um, I'll figure it out. And, and anymore I've become, I've come to see it more as these are these aren't at odds. These are all part of the the larger makeup of right. what, what I do, what my life is. What is the I, I hate to use the word label or genre of your music because I listen to it and I hear a little country, I hear a little rock, I hear a little folk. Um, what what would you say it is if somebody were trying to search for Bo Jennings, his style of music, what would they be searching for? It's such a funny question because you it depends on who you're talking to. Right. <laughs> um, some people are really dialed in and um, you could if I was talking to uh, if my grandparents were still alive, you know, and I was talking to them, I would say we're a rock and roll band. And if I'm talking to someone that's much more, you know, dialed in and, and following every new band, you would probably call us an Americana or an alt country or uh, even elements of indie rock um, okay. get thrown in there. I mean, at the end of the day, I was, you know, like a lot of people, I was raised on Johnny Cash records. And then in high school, I discovered, you know, indie rock. So there's a lot of those elements of there. I love the Beach Boys. I love Tom Petty. I love Bob Dylan. And I love newer bands too. So yeah, I think, I think folk and country songwriting is kind of at the heart of what mm -hmm. we do. And we dress it up with the band and in the studio. So so where did the songwriting come from? Was that something when you were younger that you like to write stories? You like to tell stories? Did um, I mean, where did that start? Because it truly is an art. Storytelling is an art. I have the gift of gab, which just means I can just talk and say absolutely nothing. <laughs> but you have that art of storytelling. So where does that where does that come from? Probably a bunch of places. I've thought about this before. I some of those early records I used to listen to, those early Johnny Cash records that my dad would play. Those were very, there's a lot of stories in those songs and just loving those from day one was, uh, you know, I think that had a pretty deep impact on, on what the, the, the stories were always what just drew me into, to those songs. I think later that became something that, although I, I, I've never been, you know, a singer that, you know, would necessarily be on the voice or something. Right. <laughs> um, that's just not the voice I have. I just have, you know, my my vocal delivery is just going to kind of be in that more Bob Dylan type of thing, you know, and that's that's what I have. And that's and, and I love it. I, I, I'm proud of that. But that 
that also means I I've got to bring more to the table than um, than just. I see what you're saying. No one's gonna. No one wants me to sing the phone book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I've got to have something to say, and so that was a little bit. It was a little bit of a a job security type thing where I needed to I needed to have an asset, and then um, I think that also came from some of the early bands that I would play in where I was not the the singer or the songwriter i would just play guitar or some or bass uh those bands would they would break up or they would not take advantage of some opportunity or there would always there was always something sort of out of my control and it was that was hard for me to accept and so that was that was a big impetus for me to start my own my own band so if there was an email that wasn't sent or and it wasn't that long ago but if you didn't send your tape to somebody that was um that might you might have missed out on something and that that would drive me crazy so i was like i'm going to always make sure that those things are taken care of so I, I had to write songs to be able to have my own band and so uh yeah <laughs> well, I I read somewhere where you were asked the question about artists making money and being true to themselves. And I love your response to the question. You said, make art as pure as you can and present it as pure as you can and then let it exist. I just thought that was pure gold, really. It's it's amazing because you can tell it came from the heart. You weren't just trying trying to write words to get something out, to make another album or CD or whatever it's called now and and make money. It, it's it's from the heart and you can tell that with you. Again, I think that's the only way it works for me to move forward is to yes, those other successes are nice and I've had I've had times where those have been there for me and I've, I've enjoyed, you know, nice reviews and, and, uh, and, and the attention. And, well, yeah, and that's who doesn't, right? <laughs> and that's gone for me. And, um, there's just, I've, I've been playing music long enough where I've had phases that that's just the only way it just works is to, you just got to stay in it for, for the work itself and to, to make the music you're compelled to make that's, it's got, that has to be its own reward first and foremost. And if, if that's not there, then I mean, just you might as well just be doing something else right yeah that's how i see it right well so your music does tell a story and it really um one in particular the christmas light that you wrote and you sang and is it it's a song and also an album title is that correct or no uh yeah i uh i need to refresh myself on that yes that was the <laughs> name of the christmas record uh i made i guess 20 i think it was 2020 i gotta re remind myself what year that came out but yeah that was a, that was a, a christmas album i made at home on a uh, on a four track if you know what that is it's a little home recording device that uh is very very low fidelity very um a lot of tape hiss sounds and just a lot of it's it just sounds very old and uh, nostalgia yeah that's what it, it it got to me because the song itself brought back you talked about 1985 you talked you told this whole story and i truly closed my eyes and just listened and just the the way you made it the the words of the song i mean it was it was really touching to me it you talked about your mom and dad and the the snow fight you had and you know all the snowball fight you had and it really it really touched me so i think it was just wonderful the way you did it, not just the words, but the way you did it. And again, that's, that's art. How did you even think about doing that? Oh, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know where it came from. Uh, well, you know, the Christmas record, that Christmas record was the, the funny thing about Christmas records is no one wants to make them uh, in the summer when you have to make them <laughs> right. in order to have them out by Christmas. 
And so that one was a very, that one's actually a good example of what we've been talking about because I made it on a four track because I wanted to make it quickly and I wanted to make it at home and I wanted to make it for free. And though that solved all those problems with the added benefit of making something on a four track has a lot of character to it, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of vibe, as they say. So I, I made that, I want to say in October of that year, and then just, I just threw it online and said, Hey, I made a Christmas record. Enjoy that one. Yeah, that was, I wrote and recorded that one in the wake of my mom passing away in uh, 2018. Oh, I'm and sorry. So I, and so I think I was just feeling a lot of that, just th those things, those, those feelings that you said you heard in that song. I think those were just very present and, and there and ready to personal. Yeah. And just ready to be captured on, on literal tape that time. But the night I, I and I got a lot of nice feedback. In fact, the only, I always laugh with my, uh, the, the record label I work with, um, about this because you know a record label you hire your publicists and you you and they send out your record and you get press and get people to write about it and um i've, I've had rolling stone has mentioned me once in my career hey. and that was because, that was because of that christmas record oh is that it, right it got picked up by um you know it was listed as i don't know you can look it up but one of the one of their a Christmas record they liked that year. But the but the point is that was there was no budget behind that record. It was just it was just released. And so that, you know, that was a lesson to me. You know, you can you can um and I and I still do and I, you know, I imagine I continue I will continue to do this is to pour a lot of money into making records sound good and making sure people hear them. But that one was that one just was supposed to happen and um yeah. So it, it, who knows? Who knows? Right. Ben, and I think that's why you just have to go back to, you just got to make the art for the art's sake. And, it, and then what happens next just is going to happen. Tell me about the vertigris. That is a, was it the story of Will Rogers, correct? Yeah. You know, the basic, the basic uh, narrative on that is that um, I had been in New York for a couple of years and I was looking for a record. I was I was wanting to make. I was feeling. I wanted to make a a a, a bigger record, something that was a little more ambitious. And um, having you know, when when I was new to town, I it, it can be very intimidating. And I was looking for something that may that I could use to. I, I needed something that just grounded me a little bit. Something that made me. Um, feel somewhat unique or something that was unique to me to focus on and write about. And so my mind turned towards home and uh, I can't remember exactly what first tipped me off to the idea of writing songs about Will Rogers. But once I started, they just, they just started happening. I, cause I, like you, like you said, I come from Inola, which is very close to where Will Rogers is from. That's Ulaga. Was it Ulaga that he's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Just a couple miles from home, and and the Vertigris is the is the name of the river that right. that connect it connects where he grew up to where I grew up, and so to me it was a nice literal and uh, figurative uh, line that connected us. I and I just like the name how it sounded too, and so um, I started to make the songs, and then. Uh, I thought, you know, we should record this um, in these different because all these songs had places in them, California and Alaska and New York and Oklahoma and all these places that Will traveled in his life. And I thought we should go to these places. And that's where I'll record the songs. Then you say, well, let's bring a film 
let's bring a let's take pictures at least then oh we should make a, a couple videos everywhere we go and around that time is when i met bradley beasley and he offered to help on you know a music video or something and i came back with well i have I actually have a, a bigger idea but would you want to help with this and so the idea just kind of snowballed from there to to make a documentary film that that followed those travels that's brilliant yeah so and I was I didn't know anything about filmmaking. And so he really he really guided that process for me and and uh, and helped help me get that across the finish line. And and that was uh, yeah, that was um, that was a great one. That was a great time. So tell me about that time, though. I mean, how did you did you have to get permission in certain places to be able to to record? I mean, I'm sure that travel expenses, time and, you know, weather, <laughs> what happened during that time? Yeah, all those things were factors for sure. A lot of these were outside <laughs> shoots, actually. Um, we went to Arkansas for one of them. It was really cold that day. I remember we were standing outside a house where Will got married um, to his wife, Betty. And um, we, uh, yeah, that was very cold performing that song. We traveled to Alaska where we um, wrote some, we had to ride these four wheelers along the, the beach of the, um, of the ocean uh, to get to where Will and Wiley post crashed in their plane. Um, Cause it was, you had to ride, you just, there was no other way to get out there. We uh, in New York, I got, I, I tried to, I tried to get on the rooftop of this theater where he used to perform and Disney owns the theater now. And so there was just, I couldn't get up there, but I got as close as I could. But then we got, we, we were told to leave. <laughs> it was all this stuff. We, uh, probably my favorite was, um, there was a, a house that Will Rogers used to live in, in, in uh, Santa Monica. And there was a piano in the old living, in the living room that he used to play that the family used to play oh. and I, my dream was to play the piano <clears throat> and I wrote even wrote a song specifically with that piano in mind and we got out there and they said well you can we'll let you in the house and you can you can uh you can do some filming but you can't play the piano it's too old and um I said okay and then we just we just kept working on um we just kept working on her and uh, finally it was like, well, I can tell it means a lot, but we, you're welcome to sit at the piano and uh, take a photo. It's like, okay, we'll do that. Sat down and she said, you can play a chord. <laughs> I played a chord and then she, she basically was like, you know, I, I can tell what this means. Um, I, and I think she could also tell we weren't there to, you know, we were, we were there, I think with the right spirit and the right, right intentions to to honor and um to uh you know we're we're just respectful of the situation and so she let us perform on the piano and the, the amazing thing is i that one of the first things they said was well even if we were to let you play the piano it's not in tune like it's just not playable and it was in tune it was in tune. oh so yeah and you can watch that you can watch that scene in the in the documentary it, it it's one of my favorite scenes that we came away with Okay, so where do I find the documentary, Bo? Because I looked for that. I wanted to watch it and I, I, I couldn't find it. Oh, yeah, where, yeah. where do I find that? There's a, um, well, re as recently, uh, I've made it available on YouTube. Uh, oh, okay. So we can, uh, we can uh, I'll make sure there's a link on my website um, if people want to watch that uh, after they look. Okay. So I'll make sure that's the, it, it was, it was distributed by American Public Television for a number of years. And so, 
for a long time, the answer was, well, just check your local listings. <laughs> um, oh. <laughs> it's but um, it's been a few years and they don't, I know Roger state will still show it once a year or so on their, on their website, but eventually I just ended up putting it online so that, so that people could watch it. But yeah, if um, people can find it on YouTube, but I'll, I'll make sure there's a link on my site so that uh, some folks can watch that after. And so is it just bowjennings.com? Is that where people That's would right. go? Yep. Bowjennings.com. Okay. And the name, the full name of the film is The Vertigris in Search of Will Rogers. Okay. All right. Great. So we're talking about uh, you're an architect or you were an architect. You went to school. You're working at OU now. Um, singer, songwriter. So now do, do you play live? places now do you still get out and and perform we do yeah we um so cur currently i play with my backing band which we call the tigers um so we go i like that yeah it's fun it's uh it, it was everybody's um high school mascot <laughs> we all went to different schools but no. tigers. <laughs> now are these are these guys that you've you've known for a long time at this point yeah yeah the tigers and i've been playing together close to 10 years i would say oh yeah. Yeah. Been together for a while. Uh, but that's, that's usually who I play. I, I play plenty of, uh, solo acoustic shows too, but, but when we, when we have the band, that's, uh, that's who's with me generally. Okay. And what's your schedule look like now for, for those who listen, because this is going to air, um, Monday, the 27th. So anytime after Monday, the 27th, do you have any kind of a, um, a schedule where people can come and see you live who are in the Tulsa or just Oklahoma area? Yeah, there's there's sporadic stuff this spring and summer. We're not doing a, a lot of performing this summer because we're trying to finish a record that we will um, release next year. It just, there's only so much time in the day for everybody. So we I've, <laughs> I've learned if we're trying to make a record to, to not uh, eat up everybody's time with uh, shows and to kind of save that for uh, for days in the studio. But uh, yeah, if people go to bojennings.com, there's there's a list of my able to see on there. That. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about working on a new album um and you have a new project going on. So what number is this? How many albums have you put out? Oh geez. Um probably have to Google that here. I think Are you gonna Google yourself? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it might be number eight. It might uh, counting all the the other the other bands I've been a part of that where it, I think it'll be the eighth record of my own songs, whether it's called okay. Bo Jennings or Bo Jennings and the Tigers or Cheyenne. I think that's everything I've written songs under. Um, and I've been part of other, you know, bands and projects too. But as far as I think this will be my eighth record of my own material. Oh, that's fabulous. Well, you know, I was trying to lead you because I cheated a little bit and saw that you are going to be in Jinx. So I was trying to lead you into that, but you never said anything. So okay. you're going to be at Maggie's Music Box, right? That's in true. Jinx. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that one is on April 1st. Uh, that will be a solo show opening for my friend Cody Clinton, who's releasing a song that day or maybe a record that day. I need to check. But uh, oh. yeah, he asked if if want to pop on that bill and open up. So, uh, yeah, he's, I, I really like Cody. So I'll definitely be, be there that day. Yeah. Well, good. Well, we'll try to make it out to see you. You know, Jinx isn't, uh, too far away from Tulsa here. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. it's pretty close. For sure, for sure. <laughs> well, Bo, it's been such a pleasure talking to you and, and getting to know you. And again, just 
if if anyone has the chance and not to just single out one song because all of your songs are wonderful but um the christmas light i will tell you it's very few songs can i just close my eyes and i can visualize i was visualizing everything you said as you as you told that story and um what a wonderful wonderful song writer you do have the the art of storytelling and um i just appreciate you so much being on my podcast today. And before I let you go, I always ask someone if they have um, someone they would like to nominate. So who would you like to nominate to be on the uh, podcast in the future? Yeah. So I actually, I've cleared this with her and she's okay with it, but I was going to actually nominate my wife. Uh, Her name is Jody Jennings and she is a, she's a business owner here in Norman who um, she's a, she's an occupational therapist and she run owns and runs a a pediatric occupational speech and physical therapy clinic here in Norman. It's been very successful and it's grown like crazy over the last few years. It's there's, it's all, it's uh, all women work there and then she owns it with her mom and another partner and, um, yeah, she's just she's just very impressive, and um, I feel like she would be a. I, she'll probably be a little bit nervous to talk, <laughs> but I, I think she I think she's just super fascinating, and I think people would would enjoy hearing about what she does and hearing from her. Well, I love that you have nominated your wife. That just makes my heart feel good, and it sounds like with what she's doing, she has she has a love working with children, and then making it not only just all women, but a, a family company. It sounds like with her mom. So that's. How beautiful is that to be able to work with her? I'm sure not all days are beautiful, but you know, for yeah, the most you know, part. With music, it's so music is so much about self-promotion and and uh it, it's part of the game, uh, for better or worse. But you know, with her, she she show so rarely uh gets to talk about it. And so she it needs to be it needs to be promoted more. So well, that's awesome. Well, I'm excited to have her on the show. And thank you so much, Bo Jennings, for being on and the nominee is today. And I look forward to seeing you perform hopefully in about a week or so. And um, for those listening, make sure you check out bojennings.com, check out all of his music and um, the documentary. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Thank you, Julie. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of And the Nominee Is. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week.